Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, good morning, St. Louis. Good morning, Pearly, you're back. We find you, did you find all those sniper golf balls you lost? We, me and I were thinking that you might be out for a couple months. That's yeah, interesting. You guys can push and bully me around, but uh, I am back, and I appreciate you sending a limo, so that tells me uh, you the, you wanted me back. We missed you, Pearly. Oh, is that limo for you? No. Anyway. Hey, man, I was just thinking, they said this wouldn't last week 91. I know. Uh, how how do we know? How do we? I mean, and, and I, there's no reason to think we're not going to get to 92 at this no, point, is there? No, no 94, I don't think so. 95 uh, is sketchy, uh, questionable. But all right, so we formatted the show like a round of golf, and this first segment is called the on the range segment. It's brought to you by Pro Am Golf. They have everything you need at Pro Am Golf. Give those guys a call. Check them out online. Um, our social media outlets: Twitter is at Jay Delsing, Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing, and Jay Delsing Hospitality. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and Instagram is, we don't give it to you, we don't know it, and it continues to grow. I like that you're uh, testing the Pro-Am product, because being at your house now, I get I get to have yeah, my hands yeah, so on let's, this stuff. Let's, let's mention that real quickly. So I've got this thing called the Delsing Report, and it's brought, uh, Pro-Am Golf, it's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf, and so if you go to my YouTube channel... <laughs> so you you can't even say that with a straight face. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you funny? do have one, don't you? Yeah. I don't exactly know what it is, but it's. Have you ever watched it? Uh, no, no, well, you, I watched you made the clips. It, yeah, I, yeah, I watched it. Like every week, you said, "Pearly, did you listen to the show?" I'm like, "I did the show." Yeah, I, I know. I know. Did you listen to it? Did you like it? You're like, "No, I can't stand it." Um, anyway, so yeah, so I went out and uh, just tested five different, t- five of the top drivers. You and I both had a favorite. It would, yeah. I picked it up and yep. boom. It, yep. and I don't even remember what it was right now, yep. but man, it just looked yep. sweet. Yep. And then we uh, tested, I think, four different putters. Uh, we tested. Uh, I, I, I just remember which one it was because it's in my trunk right now. Yeah, Pro Am Golf. They got a lot of stuff over there. They won't miss oh, one, no. one, one club. One Come tiny on. little driver like that. Uh, we got the orange, uh, the orange whip, which was a good little trainer. Some head covers, some golf gloves. So. Yeah, if you get uh, the orange whip could could do me in in my the dreams I have about golf though I I, I could end up being strangled by that thing in a dream. You could. It's a little too whippy. That chef would be right around your neck and you'd be looking for my. <laughs> I get bag it though. I like to feel. Yeah. I understand the the yep. the, uh, the thinking behind it. I think it's it's a great idea. It's definitely worth doing. But I'm thinking the uh, the the side effects for me could be devastating. Yeah, yeah, they could. You could hurt yourself. You could be the only person <laughs> to like uh, uh, throw a shoe trying to swing the orange uh, orange whip. We got to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Call them at 314-805-2132. These are great people. They'll they have um, professionals that come into your house safely and uh, do a just a terrific job. So 314-805-2132. All right. Wow, US Open is in the books. Yeah. So much First fun. of all, what did you think? I know you did. So, little backstory: when I played in '06, you caddied for me and helped get me through the second stage. You know, after Dad died and all that stuff, and you decided to go on your fi- the fishing trip and to Canada instead of going to Wingfoot. And, and, and you know, it wasn't a very hard decision. No. And the uh, psychologist you were working with at the time calls me up and says, "You know, you really should go caddy." I said, I've got a date with some walleye, and it, that's not going to change because yeah. that's rock solid in my calendar every year. We're talking so about Barbara Harlan now. Just it wasn't a hard decision, but yeah. I was glad that 
uh, one that it wasn't a hard decision. And when I do look back, <laughs> I, I you know obviously I wish I could have done could have done both because yeah. I know it was a special place for you. It's a special time. We knew it was going to be one year last U.S. Opens. I yeah. think it was. It was my last. And year. you were really playing well at the time. Yeah, I played a, uh, a senior open, but you know, Wingfoot as a venue is just. I mean, it's right up there with Pebble Beach for me and being my That's favorite. It's wild and when just, you say that because compared to, I mean, what's compared to Pebble on right, the ocean? You can't get more uh, dramatically different scenarios. You know, where you're talking about an uh, an inland course and you're also talking about a linksy style course like a, like Pebble Beach. But it's just the venue is just something special. The history there overwhelms you. The the oh my gosh, the, how do you how is a clubhouse intimidating? But that place just the, there's aura there that just it, it's unmistakable. Well, a lot of the guys felt the same way, Jay, because yep. it's interesting. And the number that said, "Oh, my favorite place," or "I couldn't wait," or "favorite stop of the year," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it yep. was quite quite the accolades yep. for a place that's going to go and absolutely put you uh, put oh, you, well, d- put you d- drooling d- in the uh, corner. Exactly. Well, so. Randy Carricker is a great buddy. Uh, he and Michelle Smallman have a show on uh, this station, 101 ESPN in the morning. And they asked me to pick a um, a winner of the PGA Championship uh, last one. And I happened to, you know, lucky rabbit's foot this Colin Morikawa. It was a, it was, I don't know, that's just what I, what I chose and he won. And that put me like one for thir- 300 in my choices. <laughs> they asked me to pick... This week, the winner for the U.S. Open. And I picked Kevin Kisner, who shot 12 over and missed a cut. I was also looking at a couple of other people. I was looking, believe it or not, I was looking at Louis Oosthuizen, just because the guy's won the British Open. And he's just got a great swing, but he kind of slides under the radar and hasn't really been playing that well. And I looked at Patrick Reed, and um, I looked at a couple of other players, and I thought, I'm going with Kiss. The one person I did look at that I thought could never win. You picked him for to finish last or, or not to have a chance. Yeah, would be Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Pearl, who won yesterday? Me, who won yesterday? I believe that would have been uh, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. That's interesting. Right. That's, That's right. right. Does that, That's when, right. when you're that far off, does that cancel the win you had with Morikawa? It should. Yeah. It should. Neutralizes it, it anyway. Should. But I want to tell you right now, the entire golf world is upside down. It's excited. The the all of the people that thought this kid's nuts. What is he doing? He's too crazy. He's too scientific. He's a- this is what's interesting to me because I would say when was was it Chambers Bay? There was a yeah, time two thousand fifteen. It wasn't that far back. A couple of years ago, when you said to me, you came off one of the times you're out there working with Fox, and you said. You gotta watch this DeChambeau. and I said, ah, it seems like kind of a circus act. He says, I'm telling you, yep. this guy's something special. So, how'd you go from that to then figuring out maybe it's like a circus act, but now obviously it's I, not. I, I never thought he was a circus act, but I never thought this style would win at Wingfoot, John. That rough up there is too penal. I didn't think so. Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open, hitting the smallest number of fairways in the history of the U.S. Open. 23 fairways for the week. And that's that's an accurate figure, actually. 
which is unusual for our show. <laughs> That's you're very answer, unusual. Folks, if you're ever going to fact check anything, fact check that one. Me, mark this clip because this is probably yeah. the only time that we're going to, we're actually standing, Factually, standing yeah, behind exactly. a number that we talked about. I'm standing behind it. But what, what's interesting, though, is um, because I played up there in that rough, the, the combination of the greens being so hard to play with your ball coming out of the rough with so little control left me thinking, got no chance. Yeah, some of the distinctions, I think we're going to talk about a little bit later, but with with Wingfoot 2, some of the length, some of the, how much longer they made it, I think, even than when you played it. Yes. Uh, and some things I can't compare it to. So what did you see that was different than when you played? The only thing was that they lengthened a few tees here and there. You know, they. Um, what was the total yardage? You remember? I uh, when close. I played so close out there that we seventy-four something when I when we played. So they something like that. Wow. Well, the, the interesting thing about a wing foot is that there's only a few places, bro, where they can actually move the tees back. Yeah. You know, tell the story about when you were hitting the fairway. The effort just excuse me when you're hitting the rough. The effort just to get it out of the rough and how yeah. aggressive you would or wouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, three times I hit it in the major rough in th- in thirty-six holes. That's not bad for me. Three times. That's not, three not times. three times in the rough, three times in the major rough. I said major okay, rough. Okay, I want to make sure. I said major rough. <laughs> I, if I, I will tell you this. If I only missed, missed three fairways in two rounds at Wingfoot, I'd start win. off every show telling everybody that. <laughs> I absolutely would. I took full swing at my 60 and went directly back towards the fairway, not trying to advance it forward, and never reached the fairway. I never. my The three lies were the, the three of... Of the worst lies I've ever had. Well, one of your favorite courses and, and mine, and I've never played Wingfoot. You've played a lot more great courses than I have. But the only time I ever experienced that was our Pac-10s uh, senior year uh, at L.A. North, yeah. which is just a spectacular golf course. Yes, it is. I can remember just knocking into the rough and go like, uh, and then just as hard as I can get, try to get to 20 yards. And you know if you don't, you got the same dang shot again. Exactly. You can't advance it. No, exactly. Well, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. But come back. We've got a clip from a Paul Azinger interview that's really relevant for the U.S. Open and for Wingfoot. And uh, then we're going to break it down. And this show is really about Bryson. And later we're going to talk a lot about Bryson. That's right. So come back for the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. For 67 years, Lou Fuse has been the ride to take. 15 brands at 11 locations. Lou Fuse Automotive. We are St. Louis. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra, Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. 
Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of Marcone distribution employees across the United States who ship millions of next-day critical major appliance parts every single year. They help keep America's kitchen and laundry appliances working for you. Thank you. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring golden tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearly is with me. Brad Barnes is taking care of us here in the ESPN studios. And we're headed to the front nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. I know it's a year away. We are going to get to the Ascension Charity Classic. Uh, Bum that we got. Uh, and you'll be ready, baby. Yep. And you will be ready. Yep, absolutely. Um, so thanks for the Ascension Charity Classic for supporting the show. And thanks also to Whitmore for supporting the show. They've been a great uh, title sponsor. Folks, if you're looking for a place to join, you your family... Uh, loves golf, loves being outside, you're looking for some different activities, go to Whitmore Country Club, 636-926-9622. Bill Brungart is the membership director. He's a great guy out there. 
Um, Meet, you just went out there last week, two weeks ago now, weeks or something, ago, yeah. and played a little. They're just do. They just do a great job. It's a. It was fantastic. Everything looked perfect. It was a beautiful day, uh, and the place was. It, it was. There were people there playing, enjoying their time, but it wasn't packed. And that's yep. what I loved about it. Yeah, absolutely. So they're doing a great job social distancing. Their outside patios are open. Uh, the food is fantastic. If you join there, you get 90 holes of golf. So there's 36 holes at Whitmore. Then you get the Links of Dardeen, the Missouri Bluffs, and access to the golf club of Wentzville. You're not paying for any cart fees. Those are already included in your membership. No food or beverage minimums. No assessments. Um, there's a 24-hour fitness center. Two large pool complexes. There's tennis courts if you don't have, don't want golf. You can go out and play uh, wine and nine. Wine and nine. You want to do, just do is wine and wine? Is that complaining or oh, wine no. drinking wine? Wine oh, and yeah, no you can wine and wine. Yeah, you can complain and drink some wine. You can do whatever you want and pop in and see Bummer. They do a great job at the golf shop. Uh, they they host you know golf league skins games, members tournaments. But check them out. Whitmore Country Club. It's W I T M O O R Country Club, uh, and you can find them at WhitmoreGolf.com. All you, right, you and Bummer are going to have a match this year or not? It sounds like yeah. it's not going to happen. No, we, we, you know what? It's you, a definite maybe. It's a definite maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We've got a little time crunches. I'm going to have you know knee replacement surgery here. Pretty soon. He's talking about getting old meat. There you yeah. go, right there. That, that, that meat. When they look at your stuff and go, oh, we got to get rid of it. we got to take it out and put some in. How are you even yeah. standing, I yeah. think is what the doctor it's, said. It's not uh, not good. But um, All right, so let's go to this this uh, clip from Paul Azinger. It's, uh, um, well, he's was the analyst for the Fox Sports uh, TV golf team and NBC. Now that Fox is no longer, he's just with NBC and um, – he had, we talked about uh, Wingfoot a little bit. Let's go. Let's go take a listen. Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Paul Azinger is brought to you by Golden Tee. Didn't you feel like Greg Norman had such a problem taking? the gas his foot off the gas pedal i mean i felt like he just kept you know trying to hammer everything and to your point you know the the his short iron spun so much and they're always up in the air and and lack of control there yeah yeah the old adage a lot of times was you know the tighter the hole the harder you should swing you know just so you wouldn't steer it i guess maybe that was a psychological message or something and but you know what? If I'd have hit it as nice as he hit it, I probably would have shot for every flag too. It was. How do you take a, your foot off the gas? Now you're talking about that little that little take something off it shot. Yes. He didn't have that. He did you're not right. have it. Zing. He got in between clubs and didn't know anything but the gas. He couldn't take a little eight and fit it in there. He was always smashing that nine. Yeah, I've been in that trap before though, and you know you can get you can get in that trap where all you can do is swing hard. And you and I both played where we fell in love with finesse, too, where we'd hit a rip-snorting nine-iron or we'd hit a little nine-iron and cover about a 20-yard area with one, with one club. And I think Greg got stuck sometimes where he only had about a six or five or six-yard area sometimes with one club because he only had one speed. And Tiger never fought that, ever. But I'd get trapped with my swing sometimes where all I had was full out. That's when I knew I was starting to get in trouble. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And I, I think about some of the opportunities we had with some of the players. I thought Greg Norman was one of the best drivers of the ball I ever played with, I ever saw. He could smash it straight. Yeah, he had an unbelievable. And I don't think I'll ever see anybody drive it like that ever again. Um, but now it's it's so different. It, uh, I don't know if they're going to be as accurate as Greg. And, but to watch the ball leave the way it leaves now is just blowing my mind. The first couple weeks when I was out here and watching these guys on the driving range, Jay, uh, the, the launch angle has gone up probably five to seven degrees since we played. I know, can't believe that thing. Huh? I cannot believe Roy McIlroy. You and I could stand on a tee 30 yards in front of him, and he could hit a 350-yard drive over our head in 30 yards. He could hit it that high. Yeah, I know. It's it's the weird thing. It's like learning how high to throw a javelin to optimize your distance. And, you know, I guess as soon as you've had enough film speed or video or whatever to figure out RPMs and launch angle, that changed everything. And remember, that happened while we were playing, too, uh, when I think Callaway was the first one to have built that golf studio. You remember yes. that? And what a big deal it was to go there. And now they all have them, TaylorMade, Titleist, they all have them. But the first time you could actually see impact, the driver smashed to the ball when the ball was flattened out on that one side. That yeah, was so cool. Yeah. And it morphed into this. USDA thinks it's all about, you know, or I don't know what anybody, what they're all thinking actually, but uh, it, it's not just the ball and it's not just the club head. You know, there's a lot of math that went into this thing, optimizing your trajectory and matching a proper spin to it. It's it's really, it's not an algorithm, but it's written out exactly how you can optimize your distance based on the tra- the trajectory and the velocity your ball leaves with spin. They got it. And now these guys can hit it 350. A big part of the reason is because they it's like throwing the javelin. If you throw it too low, it's not going as far. And they know it, and that's their whole thing is hitting it farther. Yeah, no, and the combination of the driver and the ball, the thing's turned into a missile. But, Zing, back in the day when we were using those those wooden drivers, launch angle? Hell, man, I was just trying to find that little minuscule sweet spot in the middle of that Cleveland driver I had. <laughs> hey, you and me both, I had an old McGregor driver back in the day. Remember the old Tony Panda driver? Yeah. It was beautiful. It was such a fun era and generation, but I thought it was hard. The premium was putting it on the fairway, and it was just hard. Guys that could drive it straight, you know, Mike Reed or Kite or somebody like that, Curtis, they would just dominate. Hal Sutton, those guys would kill. And Jack had straight and long. You know, Watson rolled in there. You know, Watson could hit every fairway if you weren't careful. Yeah. And and be long. So that they all drove it nice. Trevino hit it unbelievably straight. But, boy, it's almost as if, you know, the whole driving aspect of golf flipped since we started into the top ten on the driving distance list, losing their cards to now they're the the top guys. Zing, what about it used to be drive for show, putt for dough. Now it's drive for dough. I mean, you're absolutely right. The script has completely flipped, and the guys that are the the best two players in the last 25 years have been the crookedest drivers going, Tiger and Phil. Yep, that's a fact. Um, But you still got to putt. You know, you can drive for an advantage and drive for dough, but you still got to make putts. Most of these events are still coming down to one shot here, one shot there. And even though, you know, they probably are making a mockery of some of these holes and 
not all the courses, but you know how the tour is so smart when they set these courses up, Jay? They put the holes in places that can protect the scores anytime they want. And But the guys are hitting wedges on holes where you remember you go back and you're like, oh, that should be a seven iron. It should not be a wedge. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. I thought it was I love it though. I'm enjoying it to tell you the truth and and I think there's a lot of characters on tour and there's some good personalities on tour now. Well, I, I I believe that the the whole tour isn't, you know, it's just going to it just keeps growing. The whole Tiger element, the fact that Tiger won at the Masters. Golly. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen and Zing when he came back from that fourth surgery, the back fusion cuz I've had one back surgery and the the, to get your back fused, it's really the career ender. It says you're, you know, I've, I went to two different doctors here in St. Louis. They said, your career's over uh, competitively. We just got to get you out of pain. Well, I never did that because I help, was hoping I could still play a little bit. But Tiger came back and all of a sudden, zing, his speed was back. Yeah, he had the more controlled speed. You know, the key to his speed is that he got it in the right spot. It wasn't happening early. He quit jumping at every shot. And, uh, I think I said something about him. You know, I know how much you love baseball, but I compared him to Greg Maddox as he got older and his, you know, fastballs 88 or less even. Right. He's still getting people out. Well, Tiger's fastball is probably 88, and he's still going to win. Big Zing. part of the reason is because it comes down to that putter, and I still think he's got the best memory bank of putts made and a mindset, a state of mind in putting. You and I both know. Putting was always, I always felt it was more the measure of my heart than my technique and, and all that stuff. That was all assumed. It was like a sequence of order in your head how you putt, if you putt well. And if you're screwing up the sequence of order, it's usually, I always felt like, oh, it's such a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, man. It is so did true. Did you think like that? I did think like that. And do you remember how when you'd come down under the gun, your palms are sweaty, everything is shaking, you need to make That's this awesome. putt, and you got it in. Do you remember the, the adrenaline rush? See, yeah, I, you, you, you know, the thing is, I didn't get it after I got in contention a lot, a lot, a lot. But you could still get a jolt when a putt that you think's going in and you make a step and it's not in, and you got it, it's got to, it had to go. I've had jolts, like blood rushes before, like to my face, like, oh, my God. Yeah, maybe it's not gonna happen. Maybe it's maybe it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's just uh, there's no feeling in the world like that. You know, when when you have the rush going and you can go ahead and crash your your driver an untold distance, it's an easy yep. outlet. But you got to be soft and you have to be smooth with those hands on your putting, and that gets a little dicey. Yeah, isn't it the greatest combination of? You know, the polar opposites in, in a single event. You know, I guess baseball's got it. Well, not, not as much. Golf, like any other, unlike any other sport, you have that full-blown power off the tee if you watch Dustin Johnson. But he's got to get down there to that green a couple shots, you know, ten minutes away, five minutes away. And he's got to finesse something in the green. So I keep thinking about Oakmont and how well he hit it there uh, and the putts that he made that he didn't make at Shinnecock. Because he hit it equally as well. Yeah. But the putts didn't go in. That Shinnecock was a bear. Oh, my gosh. Those greens. That thing was all the wind blew from an odd direction that week. Zing. and um, How about we got Wingfoot coming up, Jay Bird? Oh, I know. Oh, that's a a headache on every hole, Zing. I I played in (sighs) 06, I think, there. Oh, my gosh. 
I remember the, just walking on the very first green. All you hear about is wing foot this, wing foot that. And it was spectacular looking. I mean, kind of just old and nostalgic, like you stumbled on, you know, a nice piece of farmland. They turned into a golf course with these beautiful, majestic trees and this beautiful old brick clubhouse. Tees on the front, tees. I mean, you know how it's kind of understated until you get to where that first tee is and you look out there and it's like, oh, wow, this is wing foot. And you get to the first green. I remember getting to the first green the first time at the U.S. Open practice round, looking around thinking, well, if every green's like this, I'm out. I'm, I can't win. <laughs> I thought the same <laughs> thing, were, Zinga. I said, I got a problem. They were like that, and I couldn't win. Tell the listeners a little bit about the first year at NBC. It had to be tough stepping in for Johnny Miller. I wasn't, I, I'm a huge fan of Johnny Miller as a person. I really didn't like his his style of uh, of analysis, but – Boy, he sure was popular. Hey, Johnny Miller was great. The more I hear stuff that he says, the more I realize, you know, he was right on. I mean, he crossed the line plenty of times. Um, I'm sure any opinions about Johnny go all over the map. Um, It was just a weird dynamic for me to walk in there. You know, we set up in that trailer, and there's a couple trailers, and it just was – different you know it's weird for me to walk into there it's quite a dynamic with all these people that have been together for 20 to 30 years and here i'm the newcomer and uh i was nervous i gotta tell you (laughs) i was real nervous about it but you know we're all buddies we all do the same thing and but we never hang out together you know how that is jay you played tour for 25 years or 30 years i played almost 30 years and you know everybody on the tour, but you don't know anything about them at home. So anyway, it's Faraday in there and Coke in there and Roger in there and Hicks, all these people. Bones is in there. And here I come. So I got through the first week of uh, Phoenix where Johnny retired Saturday. I finished Sunday and got through that. It, I felt like I got, you know, my rookie season's over. Everything from now on is going to be familiar. So I'm really happy about that. You know, one of the dynamics for me was tough was going back to Fox and doing the U.S. Open last year. I had six weeks off between NBC, which I signed that deal. Then all of a sudden I show up and it's like, am I an NBC guy? Am I a Fox guy? Right. Then I had to go back to do NBC again six weeks after that for the, the Open Championship over there. Well, see, one uh, of the things for me is chemistry. You and I – It happens. Po- you know how it works. The whole, the whole thing at NBC – you know how it works, bro. Everybody's there to do everything they can to make the show better. Everyone's there to help. For the most part, we're all there to help each other out. And that attitude really works at Fox. I think the goal is to make everybody around you better. And NBC has that. Um, but they're all just so polished and so you know steadfast in their ways. But when they hang around the trailer, they talk about stuff. And it comes out on the air, most of it. A lot of it comes out on the air. And just how we formulate our opinions. You know, Patrick Reed's story was a big one. And, you know, we were, after that whole incident there in the Bahamas, you know, you don't just willy-nilly walk up in the booth and start talking. You know, we were trying to figure out, you know, what was the right way to handle that whole thing. And finally, Tommy Roy said, hey, why don't you and Dan go out there and talk to him? We're hearing what everybody else is saying. Let's just hear what he has to say. And so that's how we approached him. And he was happy to start talking about, you know, I knew the rule. Um, he didn't think, you know, the camera angle was good still. He didn't think he improved high that much. Uh, okay, he's saying, he I don't, I don't know what. And then he said he didn't see the sand move, and he didn't feel it. So 
that's what we reported on the air. I just said, hey, look, <laughs> the worst player at your golf course knows better than to do that. And he did it. Zing, it was, he did it twice, though. You know, if you know. did it, but of all the things you, you may have tried to do as a kid, you wouldn't even try to do that. You know, playing with your buddies, it's so obvious to me. Well, it, I, I think that I wonder this. If, if you squatted down now that I think about it and just started flicking the sand away with your finger, because it's a waste area, how far down can you go? Yeah. That's, that's, the, only, that's the only thing I don't know is like, well, did he just do it faster? I mean, could he have kept going? But you're not allowed to improve your lie. That's Either way, no matter line. what, whether you're flicking with your finger or your club, you right. can't improve your lie. And moving you're the not sand. allowed to improve your lie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a dicey, it's a tricky situation, but that was just so weird, and I can't even put my finger on how his mind worked that out to do that. You, you, you know, Zing, I loved what you said where he's really got to get it right from this time going forward because we yep. got cameras all over the joint now. Yep. Yep, you can't make mistakes out there. And, you know, guys, I don't think anybody is malicious in their ways out there. I never felt that way. And uh, I don't think Patrick Reed's malicious, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I always kind of liked the guy. I still really – I think the players, you know, think he's okay. Some players can't stand him, of course. But he's not a royal pain to be around. He doesn't say he doesn't say a lot. He doesn't say stupid stuff. He pretty much speaks when spoken to, I guess. So, I don't know. He, he's not annoying. He just made some bad decisions, I guess. All right, so that's going to wrap up the Azinger interview, uh, and that's going to also wrap up the front nine. But uh, come back, Pearlie, and I'll break down that interview on the back nine and on the uh, Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delson. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. 
They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearly is with me, and we are headed to the Back Nine, brought to you by the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. Um, Ed Fogelbach's a really good guy, good friend, nine children. He's got a couple of children working in the uh, agency with him there, uh, so he'll help you with any any insurance you need. Um, all right, Pearly. What you? What was your biggest takeaway from the Azinger interview? I always, I've, I've, I've listened to it a couple times. Obviously, you've had it before. I love, I love the clips though, and I like when you're talking to him. I got to know him a little bit many years ago, mini tour golf. He is just such still a competitor. It's fun when you talk to him and you ask. You guys are talking about different things. You can see, you can kind of sense him getting hyped up, and you know, like like his uh, heart's beating a little bit faster and his palms because that's he's just he's just into that kind of stuff. So. That's the number one thing that sticks out to me every time. And he's an adrenaline guy. He yeah. loved to feel the adrenaline. And one of the things we talked about um, was what is so weird and difficult about the game of golf is that when you start getting this adrenaline rush, you've won tournaments before. You know what it's like. You stand up with your driver, and this adrenaline runs through your body, and you can absolutely swing it and hit balls distances you never thought possible. However, you got to sit around with a putter in your hand and turn around and go to the green and go, wait a minute, I need the ultimate amount of touch and feel. And it is so, it's such a dichotomy of, of that, of distinguishing, oh, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, what am I doing here? So could that adrenaline bring you into focus on the putting green as much as it can give you strength when you're hitting the driver? And I would say... The few times that I was, you know, on, on, that's what it felt like. You just felt like you're, I don't know, kind of in control. Like you kind of had this thing a little bit and, and pretty uh, resilient to most anything. Uh, I did like I did like the part when you guys talked to, just kind of, yeah, you just kind of mentioned it. On those tighter fairways in a tough situation, do you back off of something or right. do you go and swing hard right. at something to right. just kind of stay with that feel? So how do you, felt, how do you feel you went about that? I swung hard. Yeah. When I, I mean, it was it was what's comfortable for me. Um, it was interesting because it was kind of, and we were we were all taught in the same generation with the same kind of mentality that you got to a tighter hole and you just swung harder. You know, it wasn't like you tried to. No. See, I don't know that I I don't know that I think think that way. I'd get to a tighter hole and I'd probably take something off of it and work the ball more. Yeah. So now I'd say. I might think of it differently, but I would go to, I would have a go-to shot. You know, most of the time it was a fade and most of the time it was with exactly. something other than a driver. 
But there was that, that mentality when I remember growing up in the game, and it was like, man, do not try to guide this. Swing away. And so my interpretation of that was just go ahead and fire away. Well, I think the thing that lines that up, and I like when, when you guys said that. I don't play competitively anymore, but it's definitely something I'm going to put in my head when it gets to a tighter situation. But I remember Nicholas. I can remember people kind of really questioning what he meant, even laughing about this. He was 86 Masters. He's talking to his son, and he's like, let's stay aggressive. Give me the three-wood. Well, it was a driver hole normally, but his point was, I don't want to feel like I'm going to guide a driver. I want to get up there and just wail on a three-wood. But most people don't understand that. But what the conversation you and, and Paul had, uh, that makes perfect sense of it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. And I, I mean, it's, it's as much about the mentality as it is about the club, you know. So if you feel like, you know, it's, it's really about what this, in this particular moment, what you feel like you're capable of doing. Bryson DeChambeau really pays attention to, I'm just going to say everything. Everything. Okay, everything. But what if you watch what he did, he was specifically trying to carry the ball off of the tee as far as he possibly could. His strategy was like this, in my opinion, and, and I think you concur. You can smash a low one, and that rough's going to eat it up, and it's going to knock off multiple 40, 50 yards. Tens, tens of yards yep. off of your tee shed. I'm going to take my driver and launch it, and I'm going to hopefully hit it dead straight or in the fairway. But if not, it's going to, going to be in the air as long as it can be in the air and get up get up the fairway as far as I possibly can. Or up the rough as far as it possibly exactly. can. Exactly. And, and, so and I think what he was kind of doing, John, was resigning himself to the fact that no one's going to hit many fairways. And so screw it. And I'm he's right. Hit. And he's right. He is right. Yep. And and so I'm going to hit as many as I I'm going to hit it as far as I possibly can on every single one. So when I'm coming out of the rough, I'm going to have the shortest club in my hand as possible. Plus his strength, he's in the top what out there five as far as being able to get it out of the rough when he is in the rough. Yeah. I mean, some of the guys get a, in there. You know, I know you picked Kisner, but I also see Kisner's. Uh, I'll call it angle of attack to the golf ball is fairly shallow. No, it is shallow. You get yep. into that rough, and I mean, Kisner's a great player. Yeah. But you get in that rough, and you've kind of got a shallow attack. That ball's going nowhere. Well, and plus, if you're Kisner and you've hit it in the rough anyway, you're at 210. Bryson's at 140, and you're back there with a shallow attack at what a, a four or five. Or, that, that thing's not coming out of the. Out well, of the John, end. it's a it's a complete error in my thing. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of a, a U.S. Open. My idea of a U.S. Open winner, prototypical yeah. player, is someone. Look, Kisner's not short. He can still hit Absolutely. it, you know, 300 yards off the tee. But th- that's not. Th- this thing blew it all mm-hmm. up. This thing blew it all up. Bryson had a plan. He had a strategy. He actually has a theory on how to do all this stuff. And he's going, he's going with it. I love when somebody just takes the the regular stuff. We saw that with Tiger back in the classic Tiger Curtis Strange interview, and Curtis was laughing basically at him because he's thinking this young guy doesn't have a clue, and obviously he had a little bit more than a clue, and I have a lot of capability. And Bryson's doing the same thing. Uh, I, I liked it, it part of the interview uh, too. I don't remember if it was in this in this clip, but when Azinger was talking about. Uh, see, and uh, Bobby Jones had the same length clubs. Uh, actually, Azinger didn't see it. Bryson did see it in the. Uh, actually, sorry, he was talking on the on the on the show on the show yesterday. Yeah. And this is about the Masters, and it, at at Augusta, they've got a, a a showcase of Bobby Jones's clubs in there. 
And so Azinger acknowledges he's walked by a thousand times, never noticed that they're all the same length. He's seen them. But Bryson walks by, you know, whatever, twice and says, look at that, and then studies it that much more. Just a real student of the game gets it. But I love the question that was asked yesterday, and I've asked this of you, and you didn't give me an answer, so maybe today you'll give an answer. Probably is, not. Is now, now that he's a, a major winner and he's a U.S. Open winner, is now when pe- we start seeing young guys come out with the same length clubs and adding 40 pounds to their frame, and is, are we going to see it now? It's got, it's got to be. I mean, he's, he's won – Six championships prior to yesterday. Now he's got a major on the mantle. And who's had a better year than he has? Not, he didn't get player of the year. DJ got player of the year. And Justin Thomas won one of the, you know, the PGA of America. Well, I, I, mean, I, think I think when you're like saying that. who's had a better year, you know, uh, post-COVID, yeah, right. I think is what you're saying. And I don't think anybody. You know, he had one meltdown at uh, Jack's tournament, I think, where things get, went a little bit askew. And I know they played there twice. Yep, yep. he had so a couple I, of balls out of bounds. That kind of stuff. But, but overall, yep. this it's scary. And same with the putting. You know, a lot of people want to criticize that putting. But what I loved about it was the mentality when he kind of talked about it. They were saying his mindset is, I just want to lock in this mechanical thing so that I can always know kind of what, you know, just kind of, mechanically line myself up and then somehow he applies a touch to it which is spectacular john it's it's remark it's almost exactly the opposite of the way i put i'm trying to get as much touch and feel in there to plug into those senses that i think i should have i'm watching him i feel like he's trying he's 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 judging how far to take the club head back so that he knows how much speed to put through there so he oh knows how God. far pu- i'd be like how do you how would like, you blah, 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 blah. yeah because we've never gone there no never no, ever. ever we've always said the exact opposite yep. and that's what's so interesting this guy he's just doing it the opposite uh, way i, and I absolutely it. love it my hat's off to him yeah. i i when i met him you already, knew he was, you already knew he was a nice young terrific guy. Terrific yeah. kid, extremely respectful, extremely yeah. respectful for the history of the game. And um, look at a great champion. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he, he, he's a role model sort of human being. Well, let's go to wrap up the back nine. Come back. Uh, we got the ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delson. The 100,000-watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30-day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Sean Young and the entire Marcone Information Technology team for zero web failures this past year. That's right, zero web failures, meaning... Zero frustration for Marcone's valued customers. Great job, everyone. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. 
Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at proamgolfusa.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie is with me. Uh, Brad Barnes taking good care of us here at ESPN. And we're headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Pearl, open one and bring it on over. Let's have one. It's always a good idea. It's not a, good, it's not a bad idea. Me and I were talking last week when you were gone and said, you know what's so crazy about the 19th hole? You go to the 19th hole and you're first sit down and you're like, man, what the hell happened to me out there? I am so confused. I can't believe I did this. I get, you, you have one, maybe two, maybe even a third, and you're setting up a new tea time next week with your buddies. <laughs> and you're all, you know, Let's do this whole thing all, all over sudden, again. All of a sudden, it didn't matter near as much. Nope, it sure doesn't. Well, um, so I just wanted to make a little comment about uh, a couple other kind of parting shots with the U.S. Open. First of all, Harris English, hats off to him, a con- a- an incredible year, a rebound year, probably comeback player of the year, uh, kind of in the golf abyss for a little while. And uh, he started yesterday's round off, Sunday's round off, I mean, with a lost ball. Of, uh, only, and he was hot. Only because COVID. There's the only way you're losing a ball there. I mean, it's, it wasn't that bad a tee shot. It wasn't a good tee shot, but it certainly should have been found. Yep. And he winds up keeping it all together, makes a few late bogeys, but still finishes solo fourth yep. and shot plus three. When you start off with the six, that's that's a hell of a mm-hmm. round. Um, Patrick Reed, you know, Azinger talked. we talked a little bit. I had to get that clip in there about, you know, Patrick Reed yeah. down the Tigers tournament, wailing around in the sand and proving his life with his club, denying it all, you know. And then to see how well he started uh, at the U.S. Open was pretty impressive, and he kind of slid down the list, finished the Well, T-T-T. he slid down the list, but that's the place, too. I was so uncomfortable uh, when you were talking to Azinger about Patrick Reed because I think if we're on the sidelines having a beer with, uh, with Paul, he's – He's going to say it a little different. And he likes to kind of say what 
as he's thinking it and as it's on his mind. And I think he did a nice job in the interview and he did a nice job on TV with it. But I think he would be a little more blunt over a beer. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a tough one. That's a stain. That's the problem with that kind of stuff. It's a good lesson for young golfers and stuff out there. It's a stain any way you look at it, no matter how you see it. I guess maybe not quite no matter how you see it, but how most things are seen. It's a stain on him for forever, unfortunately. But, Jay, it brought up another thing that I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about relative to the uh, to the Open. I saw more than once, and I, you know me, I watched a yep. lot. I watched a lot of the shots. I really like watching the majors in particular. I saw a fair amount of times where you couldn't see the ball, and then the guys are addressing the ball, and then you can see the ball. Are they, cha- are they changing camera angles? I didn't think so. Okay, so we, joke, we, talk, we, uh, should talk, we should talk about that because because that's a thing. Well, part of it is a I, thing. But I don't know. The, part of the reason I want to bring it up is I don't know the rule. I mean, you're allowed to put your club down behind yes. the ball. You're allowed to try to get an address in an address to position. go in there. Yes. Well, by nature of grass, especially whether it's wet, it's dry, different things, it's apt to be tapped down a little bit. Right. Well, there's a big difference if you can get even in the tall rough. If you can get that club on the ball sooner, meaning going through less blades of grass. So, how does that rule work relative to? You know what, Perlis? There's just going to the rule works, and if you're improving your lie, you're breaking the rules. Yeah, but That's, you're setting up. Right. So, so I'm, I'm going to make the argument entitled, that anybody that puts their club behind the ball is improving, it, it, their, is improving their, their lie. You're entitled to a degree of that. Improve, if, improving your lie. If that's what we're going to call you know what I'm it, saying? This, is a, this is right. a slippery well, slope. Well, it's definitely tough a gray area, right? Yep. So, but to your point, you know, how are you going to tell? Oh, you, know a- you know what, Meet? We need a USGA rules official on the show at our beck and whim. Call just a, a call. phone a friend, yeah, yeah phone a friend okay. because we a get into line. these these discussions, and I'm looking for you know the guy that's been on tour for you know 46 years to have the answers, and then he looks at me like, "Why are you asking me this? I don't know, I don't know the answer." Are you saying you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about? Maybe it should have been a question that <laughs> no. brought up me in prep. I don't know. Oh, I think I did bring it up in prep, and he didn't get the answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's throw that one under the bus. Is this what it was like on the course? This is no, like your fault. It was my fault. Was my mic on? <laughs> this is like how I was coming over here this morning, though. That's for sure. Well, no. I mean, we saw what happened. What anyway? I that, believe it, Kenny Perry did. I'm a fan, a Kenny Perry fan, and but he clearly, through multiple addressing the ball positions with different clubs, changed his lie. Yeah, we all also both know Kenny Perry fairly well. You yep. better than I, but I know him yep. fairly well through the years. And there was also an amphitheater of people yep. watching and TV cameras, and that's kind of where I'm coming from. The result was... It like, was an easier shot. Yes, it, it was changed. There's got to be. But I'm, I'm sitting there going like that. I, I didn't see that the same as the Patrick Reed sand thing by any stretch. But the point is, the result was similar. Well, you're violating the same rule. You're improving. You're not allowed to improve your life. So I think if you're intentionally, you know, I and, and here we go in, with intent, which how, how slippery yeah. is yeah, that? Yeah, that's too slippery. But but if if there's a can it be too slippery? I, it could, I don't know if it's hit probably, but I mean, how do you how do you how do you go ahead and monitor that? How do you do that? I don't know. Um, but if this gets brought up to the attention of the, the TV viewers and stuff, this will get called in. 
I want to look this up for the next show. I mean, I, I this is an important piece for me. Okay. Seriously. Well, let's meet. We're putting Pearlie on this. When he comes back from vacation, he's all fired up. He's going to do research. <laughs> Which So which vacation is this going to be? This is 17. Okay, okay. Yeah. But it's, we've, it's, only our, it's only our 38th show this year. So yeah. 17 weeks off is not bad. It's a Hall of Fame wow. numbers right, right there. Really. Right. Thank you. Now <laughs> we're talking. Now right. we're talking right. my lingo. Right. Um, no, so I, you know what, Jen, though, we've talked about this off, off the air before, and it is, uh, I, th- I really believe it's way more real than anybody's ever letting on yeah. where that that's happening. And the bottom line is we both love the game. We try to try to grow it. We try to do all we can to ensure that it keeps moving in a good direction. This isn't a good, it's not a good look. Yeah, something, something, some clarity. Yep, it's it's not and, a good and, look. and generally to address it because I don't hear them addressing that situation. You know what? I, you know what I can do is maybe I can uh, I'll uh, call Tommy O'Toole. Yeah, and uh, he's a world oh, yeah, renowned. absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. I, and give uh, get his opinion on this because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's out there. It's important. It's yeah. important. Well, anyway, back to back to Reed. Really started out good. Had had a lot of good things going. Uh, in this tournament as well, but they are also talking a fair amount of smoke and mirrors. Uh, it's the same kind of, type of situation. Certainly hits along, he's on tour, but not a bomber. Certainly awesome, awesome, awesome around the greens. But you and I both know there's certain lies around those greens. I don't care if you're awesome around the greens. You're still hitting the, the equivalent of a side hill, squirrely, plugged bunker shot to a. 40-degree pitch green that you're playing 20 feet past so that it rolls back to the hole. It's going to catch up to you. Yeah, there's no doubt. And and, uh, it was interesting after the first day, Pearl, the way the USGA sets the the open courses up, it's always so precarious to me. You know, they're they're trying to get the golf course right on the edge where it's almost nearly unplayable, which I think they – I understand why they try to do that. I think it's over the top. I don't think they need to do that. But the way they set the golf course up the first day was clearly too easy for, for them. And when I sat there, I, I, the one thing I said that was right, no one, I didn't think anyone would shoot under 65. So 65, 500 par was a low score for the week. What I missed dramatically was the winning score. I thought the winning score would be right around plus five or higher. Well, without Price the first day, it, it, it probably would have been. Well, it's interesting. Only one, what, only one person finished under par. Right. But Bryson, he wins by six. But you still got to take Matthew Wolf, who is another bomb and gouger. And what a, a great tournament he had. Kind of a rough Sunday where, where he shot uh, yeah, but five fun, over par. Fun, but, fun to watch. And yeah. it was really, uh, it looked like it was going to be a, a big time prize fight uh, kind of mid round. And then. Bryson, so, just you can see how stable he's been. That, that, that's what I wanted to say. There was a, a stability. A st- stability is the word that comes to my mind too. But there was something in Bryson's yeah. mind that Matthew Wolf has not hit that level yet. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, another show. Another show. In the books, Pearly. Thanks for being with us. Um, me, thank you for taking care of us over here. And um, we will be back next week. We're going to have a clip. From our buddy John Daly, lots happened uh, to John since we've yeah. uh, he's been on the show. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this, but um, we'll see you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. 
In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.